everyone, welcome back. Um, we are still so overwhelmed by the response we've gotten from the videos. Thank you so much for your encouragement and all of your shares. We're in Holy Week. We're at the start of Holy Week. So this has been put on our hearts to look at hymnals. And as we were talking, were you there is the one that came to mind. So before we get started again, my name is Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor at Trustful First United Methodist Church. Sammy has agreed to join me again on this journey of craziness and fun and, and laughter and, and talking about faith in real life. And this is Sammy Hodges. He is the pastor at Asheville United Methodist Church and Evergreen United Methodist Church. Hello, everybody. So before we dive into the hymnal, Were You There? Would you like to pray us in? Absolutely. Your love never fails us. Your grace knows no bounds and your mercies renew every morning. And we're thankful, Lord, for that never-failing love that we always rely on. Uh, we always seem to test the bounds of that boundless grace, and it always opens to receive us. And we fall headlong into those mercies that you had waiting before we ever awoke this morning. And Father, we thank you for this day and for this week, holy week, the week before Easter. Our prayer today, Lord, is that someone, somehow, some way, would hear what we have to say, and it would bring them joy, it would bring them hope, it would bring them closer in their faith walk with you and lord that they would indeed indeed lord have faith feet that were designed by you for them in your precious holy name we pray amen amen so the first time i heard the song were you there i heard the version by Selah, hmm. and i did not realize the age of this song oh, yeah. over a century yeah written and rewritten and rewritten and, <laughs> and added sung and added and changed yeah um so the one I heard, they did acapella, which I think is amazing. Just when you're thinking about the words of your Holy Week, we don't need all the extra stuff. I mean, yeah. it's just perfect. Uh, their lyrics were, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Mm. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Mm. And the one that got me was, were you there when my Jesus rose from the grave? Wow. I've already gotten tears and, and, and chills mm. coming. It's so hard to explain the emotions that are attached to that. Were you there when mm -hmm. my Jesus rose? Well, it goes back to that personal relationship thing again, that, yes. that he is your Jesus. Yes. Uh, um, I know physically none of us were there. Right. But um, there's an old song that kind of goes along with this that people used to sing this old Southern Gospel song. They said, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And so in, in some odd way, uh, we can look back on that crucifixion. And, and, and when we bow before Christ, as our Savior, we bow before the Lord, in a way we're bowing at Calvary. Mm -hmm. We're bowing at the cross. Absolutely. And, you know, it was years before I knew the story of what happened between the time they took him off the cross and he rose. Yeah. And I think that's why the song uh, is so much more powerful to me is knowing that he didn't just lay in the tomb for three days. Yeah, absolutely. And so when my Jesus rose, when my Redeemer rose, my Savior, um, my warrior, he fought. He yeah. fought for every single one of us um, so that these chains of, of sin and, and the death that comes from our sin would be broken. I, I, think, I think one of my favorite parts of that, of that song is uh, it causes me to tremble, yes. tremble, tremble. It's repeated uh, yes. uh, several times there. The idea of repeating something like that in literature overall uh, more than one time, at least two to three times, 
means it's something you really need to pay attention to and watch. And I see that tremble, and I don't think tremble with excitement. No. And I don't think even tremble uh, as a fear. Right. But I think tremble as in you come to this understanding of without that happening and that event, then your life would not be what it is today. And it will never be the same as it was before. And so it causes you to really tremble to think that someone else, it was a, it's a heartfelt, it shakes you to the almost core. a mourning. Yeah, yeah. it literally that, grabs that someone your soul. else. Yes, died in your place. Yes. So, and and the three those three verses that I had heard, were you there when they crucified him? And it says, I trembled. I, I think about the movie The Passion mm-hmm. when Mary is just sitting there, just like she can't even stand up. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine the ache that oh, yeah. she just trembled till she collapsed. Uh, then it says, were you there when they laid him in the tomb? I can't even imagine those that would go to prepare the body for burial. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine... The anger that they were probably going through, the the oh, yeah. just the ache of the the phrase comes to mind. Scripture, Father, forgive them for they know not what they've done. If you kind of go through the lyrics of the song, you know, were you there when they crucified my Lord? It kind of talks about, it kind of puts in my mind not just him being on the cross, but that whole image of him of being yes. beaten, of walking down. Uh, what they call the Via del Rosso, the, the, in the way of suffering, walking down through there, uh, Simon of Cyrene carrying his cross, mm-hmm. uh, all those things happening. And then it gets to finally at the cross and the lyric changes. Yes. To were, they, were you there when they nailed him to the cross? Yes. So that's whenever sort of the rubber meets the road in that thing. We're, we're, we're thinking, okay, were you there when they crucified him? But now we actually see this picture of the nails being driven in, him being laid down on the boards and nails be driven in and being raised up and lifted up. Because it's interesting to me because we were promised by Jesus that if he was lifted up, he would draw all people yes. into him. And so it kind of goes right along with this idea of seeing, uh, even though we weren't there physically, that in our mind's eye and our, our looking back in eyes of faith, we can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, we've never had anything in our lives no. remotely close to crucifixion pain. In fact, we get our word excruciating pain from that word crucifixion. crucifixion. Excruciating comes from the word crucifixion. We've never had anything like that or experienced anything like that in our life, but on a relative level, we can relate to that because human life is so precious mm-hmm. and we don't want to die for anyone else right. or die in the place of anyone or experience that type of death. We or, don't want anyone in our family I to experience that. I think you give up one of, of our loved yeah. ones, yeah. yeah. And, and I hear people say, um, you know, we've never experienced that. Thank you, Jesus. And it's just kind of a, hey, thank you, Jesus. No. no. Seriously. <laughs> Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus, that yeah. there is not a cross waiting for me. That's right. When we were preparing earlier, she was talking about being pre-Civil War. Yeah. And uh, um, but so, so we don't know what verses might have been sung out in the fields. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that... I believe that if anybody could have uh, related to Christ's crucifixion on the cross in a theological way, in a real physical way, it would be the plight of the of the of the, of the slaves in, in North America, especially in the United States. Absolutely. Um, and because what they endured during that time was uh, was on that level in many mm-hmm. in many cases. Uh, overall, 
Mm-hmm. And, and so these were songs that people sang uh, to kind of keep up their, their, their uh, spirits. Um, so they had another meaning other than just theological. Jesus wasn't just rescuing them from sin. He was rescuing them from real bondage and real physical bondage. life. True so, bondage, yes. Which, which really re- resonates with the whole idea of recovery. Yes. Of Jesus trying, of Jesus delivering us from that bondage of, mm-hmm. of addiction, of what we're addicted to, of what we're dealing with. And it's not even just addiction, but it's those things that are, as y'all say, any hurts, any habits, and any hangups yes. that we may have. Uh, it only takes, it takes real, um, real deliverance. Yes, it for does. Those things that I heard someone give a... Give his testimony, and I would I would love to to have him sit down with us and and share his story. And that may be another avenue that we take with these uh, these videos. But but he said when he first heard this song, mm-hmm. it was in his grandmother's church, and he didn't pay attention to it until after he had gone through addiction and was in recovery. Wow. And when he heard it, and it was an Easter sermon that they were talking about, and they talked about after the cross, they put Jesus in the tomb. Those, what happened those yeah. three days? What was the yeah. battle? And he shares in his testimony that that battle was exactly what he needed for Jesus to break him from his addiction. He yeah. was in such the grips, he says, the pit of hell in his addiction. And he said, without Jesus fighting for us to rescue us and take us literally from the jaws of the devil, mm-hmm. he said, I, I wouldn't be breathing today. Wow. And so we have these beautiful diamonds like this that are all around us, but we don't know it. I didn't know it until I heard Selah sing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, and it just rocked me to my core. It made me tremble at my core. Yeah, it does. And it just, it's amazing how these little hidden gems, like you said, can go around the world to someone who really can't relate to our history. Mm-hmm. They can't relate to the things that people have been through generations back. But they can relate to the things that they've been through. Yes. And that's where the story of Christ comes into play in the life of everyone is because everyone can relate to the pain of isolation, especially yeah. right now. Oh, everyone absolutely. can relate to the pain of loneliness. Everyone, because there's a difference in loneliness and isolation. Uh, everyone can relate to the pain of, of loss of loved ones, of grief. Everyone can relate to the pain that they felt inside in their lives and somehow identify with this healer who gives his life, who is wounded for us, uh, we're told in, in Scripture that he's wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, yes. the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. So we're told that, that the, 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 the pain that he took was for us, for mm-hmm. our healing, for our deliverance. And so everyone can identify with their pain. And I think that's one reason songs like this break out so much yeah. and are so popular, because everyone can identify with what they see there, this suffering. Yeah. And I think that's why these talks have have had such a response because this is just our everyday conversation. As we're talking about these hymnals, people can relate because it's something that is within their norm. Yeah, it's meaningful to them. Yeah. Meaningful to me. My dad um, used to sing the blues in nightclubs. He used to sing rock and roll music in nightclubs. And so when he got saved, um, he sort of over the years started putting elements of what he learned there into this. I used to hear him wail. 
and um, uh, and sing this song and mm. songs like this. So I grew up with this stuff. Um, I remember one time in particular, we had done an outdoor service, and and my dad and I were bringing the instruments and stuff back. And I was inside this little office in the foyer of the church, and all of a sudden I heard what I assumed was an African-American man uh, playing the blues on that guitar and singing. And I thought, who in the world has walked in here with Did you us? go running to sing? I did. It was my dad. <laughs> Now, he was making up the song as he was going along, but it was just some of the best blues singing I'd ever heard in my life. It blew my mind. I'd never heard my dad sing like that at that point. I'd heard him sing gospel. I'd heard him sing uh, um, uh, hymns, but I'd never heard him sing anything like that. And this was one of the songs he messed around with while we were doing that. So I grew up with this thing. Many times in the, the hymnals that I just I absolutely love, uh, we have life verses that just almost concretes that hymnal into our life, in our everyday. Um, I've had people say that there are certain hymns they get up and they don't realize in the morning when they're going through their ritual getting ready for work, they're singing hymnals because they're just naturally part of their... One lady told me, she said, it's my calming process. Yeah, yeah. She said, it just kind of soothes my soul. This is me going to the Lord. Yes, I'm getting ready. Because I have to start my day and, and budget my time right, but I'm going to the Lord and, and starting my day. Um, and I actually, after hearing her say that, I actually realized I had a couple of them too. Do you have any that just, before you know it, you're, you're kind of saying them in your head or maybe Scripture going verses or song verses? Song. Song verses. <laughs> oh, God. I always think about the songs that my dad and I used to sing driving down the road. Oh, yeah. Because there were two things we used to do, and I still do it today. I'll say three things. Uh, pray going down the road. We used to sing going down the road. And he and I would test each other on Bible scriptures going down the road. And I'll never forget. And so as far as song verses is, there's a song called Jesus is the Sweetest Thing I Know, Wonderful Name I Know, Wonderful to Me. You know that song? Uh, Daddy used to drive down the road singing that. And he would you know, ad-lib. And so I, I don't sing like he does. But I do that to this day. And so... Um, some of my favorite hymns that I go to, one of the ones we just sang, or we will be singing, I guess, this coming Sunday. Uh, he lives, he lives, Christ yes. Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me a long, last, narrow way. But as far as verses from the Bible, my dad would, and I would ride down the road together. And our favorite chapter in the entire Bible for a long time, I say ours, because it was mine without me knowing it was his for a while, and his without him knowing it was mine, is Romans chapter 8. Ride down the road one day, I quoted Romans 8.1. Uh, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after flesh but after the spirit. Uh, Dad pops in with verse 2. Oh, wow. And then I popped in with verse 3. And then we went back and forth like dueling through, Bible verses. through that entire <laughs> chapter. That's cool. We may have missed one or two words here or there that through that entire chapter we quoted back and forth like that. That's cool. But that was probably one of the most powerful moments in my life was to... And, of course, that whole scripture is about Christ and the redemption in Christ. To be able to sit with my dad driving down the road and do that. And it cool. just be like a, almost our own secret thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So. Yeah, very cool. Well, um, looking at the different verses, let's uh, tie these into some scriptures. So um, in reading, doing the research and everything, and going through through each denomination, down through the times, each each church um mm -hmm. and i could see what they sung from from their adaptation of mm -hmm. it 
and I really wish I'd written it down, uh, but there was one that really struck me, and it said at the end of it, the last verse, instead of sometimes it causes me to tremble, some respond with sometimes it makes me want to shout glory, glory, glory. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. I mean, when I think about, especially Holy Week is a, is a that's like my year. Holy Week is my year <laughs> because I came later to church. So um, there are a lot of experiences for me that are still very new, mm -hmm. very um, heart-wrenching, mm -hmm. where it may have been something that you experienced when you were very small. Yeah. And so for you, it's just kind of like maybe a, a commonplace to see or hear. And but that's I, the beauty of it. It doesn't stay commonplace. No. It's not, it's not commonplace in the sense that you're used to it or you're just, you're just uh, you know, it, it's not mo road, it's not routine anymore. It's still very meaningful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You just, it's something I'm just learning. Yeah. But you've already, it's already ingrained, I guess, in, in your walk is what I'm saying, where I'm just learning something. i got to say this. There's been some things you've come up with and you've said that I'm thinking to myself, I've never heard that before. And I had to sit and think about a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, me and Jesus have a lot of talks. <laughs> well, the idea of this song, asking the questions that it asks, uh, uh, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they pierced his side? Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Uh, it's sort of an exercise in memory. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like we were actually there and remember the thing. In, in, in Christianity, we have songs like that. We yeah. have... Uh, um, uh, communion, Holy communion. communion. Yes. Um, the, the the Eucharist for us it 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 causes that that shared memory that we were never there to be a part of. Right. And so this song invokes that. And also of, being grafted into yeah the the family into the vine. That's right. As we become believers and followers and and uh, obeying His purpose for our lives. Absolutely. So the first um, scripture when I was going through here, um, Isaiah 53, 3. Oh, yeah. He was despised and rejected by others. A man of suffering. That, that just right there, just to not have to go through the level of suffering that he allowed himself to go through. But he did no wrong. He yeah. went to the the cross for our sins, not his. There mm -hmm. were none. That's right. Christ went sinless mm -hmm. uh, and, and was the, the price for our sins. Now, another hymnal, I hate to keep bringing in other songs to this, <laughs> but they, they all kind of connect because you know how it is. One artist oh, yes. will get something from another artist. We'll get something from another artist. But the one song that I think about when I think about this is when I survey the wondrous cross. And I, the last stanza says, Were the whole realm of nature mine that were a present far too small, love so amazing and so divine demands my soul, my life, and my all. And so huh, I feel just a little twinge. Uh, <laughs> and um, when I read that, were you there is one of those songs that invokes that feeling. Yeah. And because of what he experienced and suffered and did, that something inside of me wants to give him everything I am. Absolutely. Now. Every bit of me from inside out. Uh, even those places in myself that I don't want to go, mm -hmm. that I don't visit often, 
and those places in ourselves that we don't um, we don't want anybody else to go right. and visit. So, and and I think back to Genesis. <laughs> we're we're gonna jump all the way back to the beginning, you know, where it says, uh, "In the cool of the day, God walked with them." Yeah. From that time to the crucifixion, oh my goodness, He had to physically come into the flesh. Yeah. Because people had turned their backs and and stopped listening and stopped being obedient. Not only did he physically come in the flesh, but we're talking about not only him coming physically in the flesh and being born, but we're talking about him having died. But dying the death of someone who would have been considered the scum of the rest of society. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cursed, Scripture says, is everyone who hangs on a tree. Yes. And so... um, um, it's one of those. Oh, sorry, I feel that little trembling when I'm talking about. And I I nearly cried a while ago when we were talking that. about that, uh, and I don't want to do that on camera. Um, but uh, um, it's 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 powerful to think that this is a discussion about that event that we're celebrating this week now. Yeah. Uh, Friday of this week, we will celebrate what's and I say celebrate. We will celebrate what's called Good Friday. We're going to be celebrating it away from each other. We're going to be recep- celebrating it. We're, we're apart. The way, I, the way I've been putting it to, to Asheville and Evergreen is that we're, we're apart together. Yes. And what I mean by that is that we're all apart, but we're doing that. We're all doing that. Everybody's, so we're it's not just like yes, one person pulled there. away. So we're together in that. Not just our church and our people. Uh, all of us are apart Together. Together. You know, we have to be. So we're celebrating this in a way we've never been able to before. And I think if we allow the Holy Spirit to do something inside of us this week, we will celebrate it in a meaningful way. And one day we will look back in the same type of memory situation and say to each other, do you remember when we had to have Good Friday service? Alone. On Facebook, on live stream, or alone? Or do you remember... Uh, the the somberness of not being able to go to a Good Friday service. And it makes me wonder if this time next year, mm-hmm. when Good Friday comes around, will we be packed with people saying, I don't want to just go to church on TV anymore. I want to show up with each other and experience that together. Yeah, and, and being apart together... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, it's an let's, odd concept, isn't it? Let's take that back to sin. Mm-hmm. It does nothing but divide us. Yeah. It brings out the selfishness. It brings out all the flesh desires. But even though we're going to go through Good Friday separately, alone, mm-hmm. Christ went to the cross so that we are never alone to give us the eternal life, to mm-hmm. pay for the debt of our sin. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So even though you know so many people may be in their homes alone on Good Friday and on Easter, they're not. The Holy Spirit was promised, and He is came, and He walks with us. I mean, we would not even be doing this mm-hmm. if it hadn't been put on our hearts to, hey, let's talk about faith, recovery, and real life, and let's just see where God takes this. So Mahatma Gandhi, we mm-hmm. talked about how this was his favorite song. He actually said that he felt that this song gets to the root of the experience of the entire human race under the healing wings of suffering. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We don't like to suffer. No. We think because as Christians we shouldn't ever have to because Christ suffered. 
but we're never promised that. Actually, oh, no. we're promised that if we fellowship with him in his sufferings, uh, that we will actually receive and feel his glory and mm-hmm. a greater understanding of his glory. If we're going to glory with him, we've got to fellowship in those sufferings. And there are people out there today suffering in ways I never have. Right. And the only way I can ever seem to even get close to understanding their sufferings is to be willing to go to them in their sufferings. Yeah. And that's what Christ did on the cross. And he came to us and we see that suffering healer. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up talking about were you there, I really think we could keep going on and on and on. Um, we would love to hear if there's any hymnals that are on your heart, that are near and dear to your heart. Let us know. Uh, I, I love digging into hymnals. Like I said, that's one of my favorite things. Holding the books, feeling the papers, especially yeah. when they're just falling apart. I try to be real careful with them because, you know, to preserve them. But... Um, I would love to just hear or feel or see an ounce of the tears. Maybe they were tears of joy. Yeah. Maybe they were tears of pain. Hear some of the silent prayers. Just, I would love to know what they experienced. Yeah. But the only way we can do that now is to open up a hymnal, do some research. Yeah. Where did it come from? Who were the people around the person that wrote it or the first time it was published? Yeah. Or, And that's our way to connect with history because if we don't know history, it will repeat itself. And think about this. In, in, in the Jewish religion, uh, what's known as the Hebrew Bible, what we call the Old Testament, m- many of their hymns are written. It's called yes. Psalms. Psalms. They're in there. We forget that most of the hymns out there like this hymn are based in sound theology that can also teach us and lead us into a greater understanding of who Jesus is, not because they are Scripture, but because they're based in Scripture. Uh, uh, um, Soundly, correctly, most of them based in Scripture. And they inspire self-reflection. And before we close out, when you were talking about the the days leading up to um, Easter, when I think of celebrating Good Friday it's not necessarily the, the crucifixion. The crucifixion is part of it, but he tore the veil. Yeah. For me, that's the celebration part. Yeah. That we can go straight to God with oh, yeah. anything oh, yeah. and everything. We can just fall at the feet of the cross, yeah. at the foot of his throne, yeah. and just cry our hearts out. Well, the veil represented uh, separation. And so when, when that veil of that temple was, was torn, uh, he, King James Version says rent. I kind of like that. Yeah. It was rent and twain, or torn in two. When it was torn in two, uh, it meant that no longer do we have a separation between us and God. That, that God uh, came to humanity because we couldn't come to him. He came to us. So. And that's the celebration part yeah. of Good Friday. When we say we celebrate Good Friday. Yeah. Celebration, that is what that word means to me. Yeah. Is... I can run to God every single Absolutely. time. I, I Telling him about the good stuff, the bad stuff, praising him, just crying because I can't even find the words, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and I can feel God's presence right now I when know. I'm talking about it. I, you, can, you can really feel God's presence yes. in a real, touchable, feelable yes. way. Um, the air's thick. It really is. It yes, is, yes. Yeah, yeah it just, it's almost like a change in the atmosphere and around the temperature you almost. when you feel... Yeah. Absolutely. Again, we want to thank you guys for all of your feedback, all of your shares. 
Uh, it blows us away to see a video reach over 2,000 views. Yeah, it really does. Uh, I look at that and th think to myself, is that real? <laughs> we're thinking, okay, how many friends and family can, can view yeah. our video and then heckle us? But yeah. when we reached 35 shares, I was like, do we know 35 people? <laughs> so we're blown away. So obviously this is something that you guys are enjoying. And we're excited to see what God does with this adventure. So, And what we would like you to do, if you're not friends with us and you're seeing this on one of the sites that it's been shared to, uh, go, go to my Facebook page, Sammy Hodges. That's how you find me. Uh, um, Shan K. Shan K. I didn't know if you had Pastor on there too. No, um, that's on the YouTube and, channel. And, and look, look us up and, and friend us and we'll friend you. Yeah. And, um, and not only that, like the page that you see it on. Yes. Uh, and um, eventually with YouTube, you'll be able to hit like and subscribe and yeah. that sort of thing. And, and share with somebody, uh, not just, hey, you need to come watch this, but also share it. Send it to them in Messenger. Send it to them. Uh, uh, tag them in if it's something that you know somebody can, can use in their life and relate to. And most of all, in this time of, of being apart together, mm -hmm. have a conversation with them. Yes. Just chat with them. Ask them their opinion because God might use you to get them to open up so they learn they can actually go straight to him. And if we ever do one of these live again, um, um, that scares me. What I would like to see happen is I would like to see us do something live and you guys comment to us and we're able to yeah. take questions and comment back. And that, that will be solely generated on questions you guys send ahead of time. And also questions that are asked while we're on the fly on Facebook doing live. So this is where I'm focusing on the verse that says I tremble because um, <laughs> there's a lot of bloopers when we're live. So a lot of bloopers, you know. So would you like to pray us out? I would actually. <laughs> God of us all, we thank you for every blessing of life. We thank you for the love and the mercy and grace that you show us, and we thank you for that shared experience that somehow is some way connected to each and every person in the world by your Holy Spirit. That as Gandhi said, it gets to the heart of the healing that happens in suffering. We thank you, Lord. Our prayer today is that somehow, some way, God, that your Holy Spirit would reach out to someone and bring them to a greater understanding of who you are and who they are because of you. In your precious holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So remember, until next time, always be a blessing. Speak life. Put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Because actually that's kind of the cool part, watching the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So until next time, much agape, everybody. Goodbye.